everyone and welcome to Share the Load, brought to you by Health and Gear. The Share the Load podcast will bring you stories from Australian truck drivers and the industry as we discuss challenges faced by drivers and ways to feel healthier and happier on the road and at home. I'm Frank Arcega, your host. I've been working in suicide prevention in male-dominated industries for the past 11 years. I'm a massive sports fan. I love the Giants and the AFL follow the Raiders in the Rugby League, and in the NBL, I'm a big New Zealand Breakers fan. So don't hold that against me. I hope we can still have a chat. Today, I'll be speaking to Tony Fulton. Tones has been driving a truck since he was a teenager and is currently an owner-driver. Most of you know him as Tones Trucking Stories, where he shares his experiences online. Today, Tones and I will be chatting about the challenges he has faced keeping his health and well-being in check when he's out on the road. But before we begin, I want to mention that some of the topics covered in this podcast discuss mental health. For more information, visit the episode show notes. Otherwise, make sure you subscribe and leave a review to let us know what you think. For support and resources to stay well on the road, check out www.healthingear.com.au or give us a call on 1800 in gear. Now for today's interview. Welcome to the podcast, Tony. Great to have you here with us. And how are you doing today? I'm doing well, mate. Um, I'm actually sitting here. I don't, don't know if you can actually see the video footage, but it looks like I'm sitting in my bedroom, but it's not mine. <laughs> it's actually Brown and Hurley in Coffs Harbour. So I've got the truck here doing a little bit of work to it. And, you know, they're, they're kind enough to, to give you a, a bed and a shower and that sort of stuff while you sit around and do pretty well nothing. So sorry if it's a little bit echoey, but I thought this was probably better than sitting downstairs where they've got rattle guns going off and that type of stuff. You'd probably be able to hear me a little bit better. So it's a bit more private. So, but yeah, no, we're doing quite well, thanks. Nice to hear, Tony. That's excellent. What have you been up to lately? Where, where have you been? Uh, pretty well just running running up and down the east coast of Australia with freight. So, yeah, not not really a lot changes from day to day. It's just uh, the, the different machines that I cart, you know, where they're going. Timeline's a little bit different. Every day is different with what you're putting on the back. You know, you might be running early have, and have some good days and then all of a sudden in, in the space of a phone call it all gets turned on its head and, you know, where you thought you're going to Brisbane one day, you've actually got to go out somewhere else, which by, you know, it's day in the life of transport really in that regard. So you can't really say, what have you been up to this week? Because you can say, <laughs> uh, I've done a lot and I'm, and not a lot at the same time. So Yeah, I get you. So you've sort of like given us a bit of a lead in. As you know, Health and Gear is out there promoting and supporting services for uh, for you guys in the industry and girls in the industry. So to give our, our listeners a bit of a handle of why we're around, what are some of the challenges you think the drivers are facing in the industry? Um, there's a whole series of challenges and they're, they're probably a little bit different to what you would have in everyday life with with work and, and relationships and that type of stuff, especially speaking from an interstate driver's standpoint, that you, you can be away 
probably at a minimum for five days and you could be away for two weeks, three weeks at a time. So it it has a, a massive strain on, um, yeah, relationships, whether they be friends, family, dating. Even in, in my younger days, like I, I missed numerous, you know, 21st birthday parties, presentations at the football club and that type of stuff because you had to leave early to go to Brisbane, for example, on a Saturday. So um, they're, they're, they're probably some of the main challenges, especially for young people. And then as, as you get older too, you know, it's your relationships with your partner and, and kids and that type of stuff that a lot of blokes and girls out there, they're sort of limited to, you know, a, a 24 to 36-hour window that they get to spend at home and try and cram as much in as possible whilst also recovering from a, a pretty long week where most drivers from the, the moment they wake up to the point they go to bed, everything pretty well is work-related whether you're physically doing something or driving, but you're at work. So that's probably one of the main challenges, I think, for drivers is, you know, putting in that 16-hour day, just going to sleep. Basically, as soon as you wake up, you're at work and you've got to be on straight away and and doing it. And then, you know, at the end of the week where a lot of people sort of just want to just crash and, and recover, you've actually got to step yourself up to the next level at times to you know, not be a burden to, to the others around you and, and you know, actually have a, a bit of normality and a, a good life at the same time as well as for the other people that have probably been looking forward to you getting home all week. So, yeah. The, the words balance are, are pretty important, right, Tones, and trying to get that right for the things that are important to you. So maybe in some of your experiences, Tones, how did those challenges impact on your general health and well-being? Have you had some things that may have happened in, in your space? Yeah, have your, your ups and your lows. Like sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll be in the mindset where all I want to do is just work, make money, and I couldn't really care less about anything else. Like I've you know, spent my, most of my time as a single bloke while I've been out on the highway. So, yeah, it depends on the mindset that you've got at the time. But then every now and again, you sort of, you know, over the years, you sort of you, you miss that connection with someone else. And I found one of the hardest things is, one, meeting people, you know, and, and actually forming some relationships and then actually being able to actively pursue them and continue on because, as I touched on before, you might only be back for one day a week. Sometimes it might be two weeks. And, you know, in, in the way that life's lived now, every, everyone wants everything done now. So. To, to date someone that might be home next week for a second date, a lot of the times it's ended before it's even started, to be honest. And and, and that's two sides of the coins too, that you know, either they could be in, not be interested or, you know, at, at my end you just go, I can't be bothered, too hard basket, you know. And it actually, I, I've found probably the most amount of anxiety that I get in my life is when I'm actually, you know, in, in the market for dating, I suppose, because... At the end of the week, you're, you're stressing a lot to, to try and make things happen and they don't always go that way, whereas when it's just me and the, the dog here, you sort of don't give a fat rat's clacker where you end up at the end of the week sometimes. So but that's 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 been for the most part, yeah. Gee, thanks for sharing that with us, Tones, because that's a really important element. The industry does create isolation, right, for the drivers. And, and you know, you're out there, you, you're by yourself. But if you know you've got someone in your corner, maybe someone you can come home to or someone that you've connected with that's a pretty important part of your life, 
I think that goes a long way to giving you an opportunity to be able to reach out to someone if something's not quite going right. Would that be a fair thing to say? Yeah, that's fair. And I'm, I'm probably lucky that I've, I've got some really good family and friends in my circle, which have definitely helped me through the years. And, and not, a, not a lot of people have that. Like I have a fantastic relationship with both my parents and probably a few friends in particular that you can pick up the phone and, and you bounce everything off them all the time. And, you know, you're sort of not holding too much back. So in that regard, when I'm sort of, I don't know, getting a bit overwhelmed or something like that, or don't know the right decisions to make, I could just pick up the phone and ring my dad. And, you know, we just have a general chat like we're mates type thing. So I'm pretty lucky in that regard that, you know, rather than when the levels get a bit high, um, I can sort of knock it on the head pretty pretty quickly and be able to move on with life and, yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Tony, because, like, some very important comments that you've made there because there may be some people out there that aren't quite sure who to reach out to and hopefully having you guys come on board and help us develop health and gear, there is that phone call that people can reach out to someone that's maybe have their back. Yeah, like Might not be a mate or a family friend, but there'll be something there for them to make a start. And I'll just say that sometimes it's actually great bounce things off someone that you have absolutely no connection with whatsoever. I, I could sort of tell you a bit of a story here that uh, when I bought my first truck, like, you know, here we go, big new thing. You're already sort of got all these different emotions about what's going on. There's excitement, there's worry, there's the whole lot. And, um, you know, for the first probably two, three months, things were going quite well. And then all of a sudden they weren't. You know, a lot of repairs had to get done. There was even an electrical fire and the truck was off the road and I was going backwards a fair bit there. And, you know, in that scenario, you know, you're chatting to your friends and family and that sort of stuff and, you know, everything's still positive but you sort of go, uh, sort of want a perspective from someone that doesn't know me and I can just sort of tell my story without too much interruption and, and sugarcoating it or anything like that, and they can sort of make a basis. So, you know, around that time, I actually, I rang Beyond Blue one day, and I just thought, I'm just going to ring him and just, you know, bounce it off, because I'm not sure, like, you know, is this the right thing to do or not? And I spoke to the bloke there, and, you know, we had a bit of a chat, but really it was, he just said something simple at the end that was reiterated what other people were saying at the same time, but it was just something along the lines of, what I hear from you here, tone or mate, I don't even know if we knew each other's names, to be honest, and, and that's probably the important part. But, you know, he said it, it seems with everything you say that when you make a decision or, or do something, you do it with confidence and you generally find a way to get through it. But what I'm hearing right now is you, you're looking back and doubting yourself yep. and you're not going to be able to come up with the solutions of, you know, how to get through this. And and I sort of, yeah, sort of sat on that for a day or two and then, and then I realised, hang on, this truck's not working. I'm not going to make money here. And, you know, so then I did what I normally would do and sort of crunch some numbers and speak to my mate who's, an, who's my accountant and stuff and worked out, hang on, I've got to buy a new truck for this to work because this isn't working. I want these other things to happen. But it was just just a, a simple line that, that someone said that I didn't know, that you've got the faith that, that is their profession. That's they they know for the signs that you know what they're listening to when you're telling the story that your friends and family may not pick up on because they know your whole life, you know. So for someone to sort of do that, you go, I don't know. It, it just gives you that that little bit of a feeling. You go, no, you're right there. I've got I've got to change my way of thinking and get myself out of this. So that that was my experience with with that one. 
I don't know what the original question was, but that's what I told you. <laughs> no, no, you've done it well. That's what our listeners want to hear. Yeah. That's a really important thing, the ability to reach out. When you get to a point where we're not quite sure what's going on, instead of letting it fester and, you know, disrupt your, your well-being, yeah. you need to reach out. And you, you made a simple phone call. And what we normally find, to be honest with you, Tones, is that most people have the answers in them. It's just that it just gets a bit, it just gets a little clouded. That was exactly it. Yeah. And you just need someone to straighten it up for you a little bit. Well, that's it. And that's pretty well what um, old mate was sort of getting across is just, you know what to do. Yeah. Just, you know, start looking forward. And, you know, that wasn't even crisis points or anything like that of really, really, you know, being down and out. It was just, right, I'm just trying to explore options and get information and work out what I need to do. So, yeah, no, well done. Moving on to the real star of the show, I believe you've got a really good mate, right? It's funny. I believe it's Kelsey, correct? Yeah, yeah. Codename Puppies? Yeah, so I haven't called him Puppies in about probably four years, I think. So I'm going to say hi to the fine people. <laughs> so Tones, really important. You know, you did mention earlier about relationships, you know, and, and staying connected. From your social platforms, we know that Kelsey is a big part of um, uh, with you when you're out on the road and stuff. How does travelling with the dog help with isolation? Well, I think it does make a big difference, definitely. Like, I, I wouldn't have it any other way now. And it was actually, when I, when I came back to drive trucks and, and drive for my mate Nick at NK, part of the deal was I, I said, well, the dog's coming with me in the truck. And he said, no, my brother won't have that. I went, well, I'm not coming to work. And so I won that battle. That's about the only battle I've won with Mick over the last four years. But, yeah, I'm glad I won that one initially. But, yeah, it's... It's like having a person next year sometimes, you know, to, to a degree, a child, I guess. But she's great because you, you sit there and while I'm while I'm driving working, she just does what she wants. And then when you get up, she wants to get up and about. And, you know, as, I don't know, as weird as it sounds, you, you know, you have little chats together and everyone does it with animals, you know. You sort of, you grab them and you sort of just, you know, get stuck into the puppies like that. And, you know, it's just a good feeling. It's a bit of love. And they give some back and... I, even now I'm smiling about just doing that, you know. So it's um, – and, you know, when I go places, like a lot of the customers love her. So it, it's not just me that gets something out of it while I'm out on the road. It's, you know, when I, when I go to Fork Force, you know, there's a bloke there named Griffo that he, he walks straight past me. He, he walks straight past me and he's already got some treats in his hand and feeds her and, you know, they go for a little play and that type of stuff. So, yeah, it's just – it's that extra little bit of energy, I, I suppose, that you got there that, you know, you, you curl up at night, you give the dog a cuddle, which, you know, would be similar to being at home with the missus or something like that. And then, you know, after five, ten minutes, you got sick of each other and you actually just go to sleep. So, it's, <laughs> you know, in some ways it's not it's not too different to, you know, the relationships you have with people and, um, yeah, uh, and I just take her everywhere I go, so. That's lovely. That's lovely. And I think, as we said, like your social platforms really uh, shines a light on pups, puppies. There's plenty of people out there that have openly told me they're only there for the dog watching my page. That's it. So there you go. <laughs> Heaps of comments. Where's the puppies? What's the puppies doing? You know, like in that thunderstorm, was the puppies all right? You know, <laughs> what about me? I want the attention. Health and Gear is here to support you in keeping your health and well-being on track. 
created by truck drivers for truck drivers. The website offers a range of practical tips, tools and resources to support you in feeling happier and healthier on the road and at home. Check out healthingear.com.au. That's healthingear.com.au for more information. Okay, what I'd like to ask you, Tones, is the financial stresses that come with being a truck driver, particularly your owner driver or you're in charge of your own vehicle. That's some additional pressures that are just outside of being behind the wheel and just trying to stay on schedule, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you're not just driving the truck, you're a company driver for yourself. You're also your own bookkeeper, accountant, pairman. You're a small business owner. You know, it's it's not as simple as just buying a truck and off you go. And a lot of people think that you you've actually got to have all these other things in place and skill sets to to be able to manage it with um, with confidence and not having to fork out money. I mean, if if you didn't know how to maintain certain aspects of the truck and you had to keep going on the mechanic, that's a lot of money out the window just because you didn't know how to do it. You know, if you've got to pay a bookkeeper because you don't know how to do invoicing and stuff like that. These are all things that you you need to know when you're doing it and finding time to actually do it as well. Yeah, exactly. You did mention earlier that the thing that you did was you reached out to your accountant and crunched some numbers, right? Yeah, exactly. So if there are certain things that might not be your expertise, it, it shouldn't stop you from getting in the industry, right, if you're connected with the right people as part of your support group. Exactly. You can't go into this job thinking you can do it all yourself. I mean, even as, you know, you go from one to five trucks or six, you, you're constantly relying on other people. They're relying on you too. It's sort of a, although it's a, a very big industry, it's quite small at the same time. There's small circles in it that you need to do something for them. They'll do something for you. And it's almost like a barter system a little bit in that, that regard. But, yeah, you, you definitely just can't do it all on your own. You need other other people around you, whether that's you know your accountants and that type of stuff and insurance companies, but then you, you also need people to give you loads sometimes and, you know, you swap freight around and that type of stuff. I mean, I, I predominantly am a, just a subcontractor for MK Trucking. I mean, I, I get plenty of work in myself, but I just put it in the pool because it's, it's easier like that because... I know how difficult it is just from having a very close relationship with Mick that what goes on from day to day. So I know that if I tried to go out my own, yeah, I'd probably be able to do it. But working for him, the truck's moving every day. He pays me well. So I'm more than happy to just, when someone hits me up and goes, I need this move here, he just goes, here's Mick's number, organise it with him, and I will probably end up doing it anyway. Good. Well... I've done a little research on you, Tones. I'm led to believe that you're actually a pretty fit bloke. Have you got any tips around the little small actions that we're really trying to promote at Health and Gear, some stuff around exercise and maybe sleep? Yeah, well, as you say, like a fit bloke, like I played a lot of football growing up. I probably retired about the age of 30, so playing various levels, various states, that type of stuff. But um, probably most recently my... My latest coach for probably three years was Bo Mustard at um, the Frankston Bombers. And one thing he drummed into me, or all of us, was your body likes routine. 
don't change what you're doing during the week. You know, have, do the same thing on a Friday night leading into a Saturday. You know, so that sort of rolls over into routine in, in every aspect of life. Your body likes the routine and that's, you know, trying to go to bed at the same time every night, eat at similar times each day and keep that routine going. Um, when it comes to sleep, generally speaking, I'm in bed at midnight, pull up the truck. doesn't really matter where I am by that point. And then I'll sleep through to seven o'clock. My routine when I go to bed is usually chuck the phone in the corner and I might watch 10, 15 minutes of eight out of 10 cats play countdown or. Great show. Great show, Tony. Oh, bloody brilliant show. It's got everything. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, you whack on the office in the background or something. Something that you, you don't really need to think. It just sits in your face. And you know, after 10 minutes, I'll, I'll sort of just be lying there. The one I will drink or anything is just hit the phone and out like a lot. So that's, that's how I do it. I also, I pretty well run the ice pack every night, whether it's 30 degrees or two. For me, it's just the, the vibrations and the sounds. Well, one, I've got a dog that likes to bark at, you know, a sparrow farting two kilometres away. So it blocks that sound out. There couple of things that I do to, to try and get to sleep and then, you know, I set the alarm for 7, 7.30 in the morning, but generally the body just wakes up at that time. Yeah, when it, when it comes to exercise and that sort of stuff, it's extremely difficult in this line of work. I'm probably lucky in a sense that I do machinery, so I spend a lot of time climbing up and down on trailers, you know, into the machines, back down again, dealing with chains and a fair bit of walking you know, so that's a fair level of exercise there. And sometimes after doing it, you, you feel that burn of like you've been at the gym back, like back in the football days and you go, well, I might start going to the gym again. But, you know, that, that's what sort of keeps me in shape a little bit. And then I, I definitely try and, and keep the, the eating down. I generally don't eat snacks, chips, lollies or anything like that. And I, I try and keep the, the sugar in, intake down a little bit. Um, since I started with Health and Gear, I've sort of taken a – a few of the tips are trying to eat better. Trying, we're getting there. But, um, yeah, that's good, Tones. No, some really good advice there for our listeners. And the nice thing in that is, with change, small steps. Exactly right. You, you can't just go from eating crap your whole life and then just go, oh, okay, I'm just going to eat vegetables from now on, because you get sick of sick of it after two days, and you know, so you sort of got to wean yourself off a little bit and and just change your routine. A little bit too. So there's the routine that, you know, if you get yourself that on, on the Sunday, you go, all right, I'm just going to cook up a few meals, take them with me. You've gone from 100% garbage to sort of balancing it out a little bit more, which which is the baby steps, I suppose. Very good. Well, we had a pretty tough year last year, 2020, COVID-19. How did that impact you, Tones? To be honest, um, I think we coped through it quite well. Yeah, de- definitely. Probably in the sense that, yeah, but border crossings and stuff when things got implemented, absolute pain in the ass they were, you know, like you lose an hour, two hours here. So you had to sort of change your routine a little bit. But, you know, I knew if I was going into Queensland, I'd do it at midnight. So you just cross the border so you get the right amount. So, yeah, so you sort of had to change logistically a little bit what you could do. But driving around the cities, absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, no one on the road, right? No, that's it. So in some ways, it I don't want to say good, but... um, I get you. Yeah, 
it was a favourable change, right? It's sort of like you saw the positives. It, it was. And, and I think, too, uh, we almost got a, to a degree, a golden ticket, I, I suppose, that we could go from state to state and almost do whatever we liked within reason, but also seeing the differences between, like, my mother lives down in Melbourne, so, you know, they were in lockdown for however long. So I was, I was able to see how people were actually mentally doing it there compared to Sydney and then Brisbane and then how people were sort of reacting to other states and just the mindsets of people. And a lot of that was due to what they saw in the media. And, um, you know, you go down to Melbourne and it was a ghost town and everyone was in fear and scared and that type of stuff. You go to New South Wales, business as usual you know, for, for the most part. And then Queensland was sort of the same as well. Um, yeah, so, I mean, generally speaking, worked every day. Not not much changed. Um, we were probably lucky in that sense, you know, compared to people that own cafes, clothes stores. Like, I feel, you know, I really feel for those people in retail that, like I said before, with, um, you know, my truck, like, these poor people, they doing nothing wrong ethically or business-wise or anything, probably make it and then just couldn't do anything. So, yeah, when I sort of think about a few problems that I had during the COVID thing, which is generally just the border crossing, you then you sort of think about some other people that genuinely lost everything. When you look at it like that, you go, yeah, I, I have nothing to complain about when it came to COVID and being able to work and make money. Well, I'd like to just say that I think most people are pretty appreciative that you guys did keep your wheels turning because when things get locked down, not much was moving around. And if you guys are, were in the mix, I think we would have probably really struggled a bit. The old toilet paper would have been uh, maybe long gone, right, Taines? Yeah, 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 that pandemic. <laughs> so I'd just like to ask you a really a little question here for you. If you were to share your best piece of advice for our listeners, what would it be? I reckon it would, it would pretty well be don't be afraid to stick your neck out to move on or try something new. It's easy to, to get bogged down in whatever it is and, and make the call to to do it, make a change or, or do something new. For me, sort of growing up, one, one of the, the best things I definitely did was um, start doing volunteer work at, at the footy club, you know, that I was at. So you, you sort of just start small and then you, you start learning some new skill sets and then you get some opportunities. Like I... I had a, a job offer from just doing stuff in the footy club that was, um, you know, just setting up in, in the beginning, running the bar, then the Facebook page and that type of stuff. So that's where I sort of got the skill sets of knowing a bit about multimedia and how social media works. And um, I got a job offer to, to manage a pallet company. Never done that before, but they saw that from the work that I do there that I would be capable of it. And the rest is sort of history for Tony's Trucking Stories and Beyond and, you know the business mindset is actually getting there getting in there doing some volunteer work at the time you have no idea what you're going to get out of it or anything but that's not the point you're actually you know going to achieve something from it and you know learn the skill sets to be better I guess and and learn more about how to interact with people with different issues and problems um yeah, so that that's probably my, my one bit of advice is yeah, don't be don't be afraid to stick your neck out and just have a crack at something else. Uh, what do you got to lose a little bit? You know, Tones, hearing that response, it's something that should maybe resonate with say younger drivers in the industry, right? You know, we've got guys that are that have been behind the wheel for years and years, and you know they're really seasoned and they've got their things down pat. 
But for the younger blokes, maybe the younger single guys, yeah, I think you've hit on something there that can shape them a little bit better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and part of that too is you, you get a sense of pride and um, achievement out of it as well. And because it's not for a financial gain and you're not sure where you're going, you can get quite excited about it and be doing something for a group of other people that need it, but you also need volunteers in clubs and that type of thing. As you would know with, with your background in sport, the football clubs, you know, netball clubs, the whole lot, it's ran by volunteers, you know. So, you know, you're never going to go to a, a footy club and go, listen, do you need a hand doing something on a Saturday? They're never going to go, no, nah, mate, we're wrong. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Yeah, you know, they, they will give you, you know, a goal umpire's jacket or they'll go, oh, yeah, stand down by the gate and take tickets, you know. And then it just sort of ticks along and, you know, the level of how much you want to put in or can put in, you know, that's totally up to you at times, you know. But what, what I found there is, yeah, the, the more I worked, the more I enjoyed it, you know, the, the skill sets that you get out of it and the relationships that you get with other people that you would never probably um, interact with, you know, especially the older blokes that are at clubs and that type of stuff that already have businesses and doing quite well off, you're actually getting a little bit of a foot in the door of, of learning more stuff just with conversations, having a beer on a Saturday night once you've done your volunteer work. So it's not just the volunteer work per se, it's the relationships that are formed by doing it. Yeah, that's spot on. And and as we get close to wrapping up, I'd like to just say that that really, that, that little bit of commentary right there, Tones, actually sets up for encouraging people to reach out and develop relationships when they're struggling. Because like you said earlier, they're the ones with a bit of information that might just say the right things to you. Exactly right, yeah. So on that note, Tones, it's been awesome chatting with you. Really thank you for your time today, sharing the stories with our listeners. And I'd just like to let you know, there are a lot of people out there that do appreciate what you guys do out on the road for us. So I just want you to know that and uh, drive safe and take care. And once again, thanks for your time. Beautiful, thanks for having me. Been a pleasure, mate. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Make sure you subscribe if you're on Apple Podcasts or hit follow on Spotify to be notified when the next episode becomes available. In the meantime, be sure to check out Health and Gear online at www.healthingear.com.au. And follow us on Instagram at Health in Gear. Take care and keep the wheels rolling. <music>